welcome to the Yak Sports Podcast with Joe Deck and Leland McRae. Joe, you know, we usually open this up with talking about the games we were at. Sometimes we're at different games. Sometimes we're at the same game. But you weren't at any game, which uh, is uncommon for either one of us. Uh, How how was a Friday night uh, without calling high school football? Um, Look, and I mean no offense to our high school athletes when I say this, but it was nice. It was nice to have a weekend (laughs) where I didn't have anything going on. Um, The VCU teams were on the road, so I, I didn't have to do that this weekend. Um, got to just relax and enjoy my weekend, which was kind of cool. Um, I ended up, uh, well, we'll talk about that now. Let's talk about it now. Yeah. We can skip it a little bit. Um, I, I watched, uh, the first half of the Colorado game, um, thought, wow, this is <laughs> the great. Good, the good half for Colorado. <laughs> I thought this is great. I have Colorado cover, <laughs> so I'll wake up and I've got just three more games I need to hit. Uh, to win that parlay and I wake up to like Twitter Uh, the first thing I did was get on Twitter just to see some of the other high school scores maybe that I didn't see Friday night before I went to bed and it was like wow can't believe that comeback by Stanford and I was like what and then I look at ESPN and see the score and I was like oh my god Um, turns out Louisville sucks too though and uh, yeah we'll talk about that later but yeah, it was nice. They, that hurt me as well. But uh, I was at the high school game. I was at Fort Defiance uh, hosting Wilson. And just the Wilson troubles of big games. I, I swear when if, when someone tells them it's a big game, it just means fumble the ball a couple times. And they did that to the max on Friday. Uh, play two from scrimmage. Uh, they got the first possession. Play two from the offensive scrimmage. They fumbled the ball. I think it was a bad snap. You know, I'm not necessarily trying to decipher who I'm blaming of these young men, but I think it was a bad snap more on that one. Uh, Fort gets the ball at like the 14, a couple of plays later and they're in the end zone. Kick it off. First play from scrimmage is a fumble. And this happens, I believe, after the uh, snap in the exchange with the running back. And, you know, talking about a freshman quarterback being in there, you know, whether they're all his fault or not, he's the one that's going to start to get the blame. But also now you're also having a, a freshman quarterback, you know, starting his, I guess, third game, uh, biggest game that he had played in. And uh, he's already down 14 nothing because after that fumble, Wilson goes in, I think, the next play. So it's just 14 nothing, And really it's over then. Like Fort Defiance moves the ball well enough, uh, particularly after that. But just the, at no point was Wilson in this thing. They were just trying to battle back. Uh, they lost by 21, and that was kind of the margin the whole way. Um, I was really surprised, though. Like, you know, you can see the score. You saw how the score went, so you kind of have an idea. I was really surprised just of the lack of discipline kind of on both sides. I get Wilson's probably frustrated. They came in there with more confidence, and they got, you know, every, nothing went their way. But Fort Defiance was involved in a lot of this stuff. And it just, it was very few times. It was just a solo personal foul call. It was a lot of times offsetting and, and even some just on Fort. And I just, that really surprised me. So that's definitely a, a like storyline to watch going forward with Fort Defiance is how they're reacting to winning. Um, and and if, if the winning's not happening, how they're reacting to that. Because I, I didn't see a whole lot of that a few weeks ago. But I've kind of heard murmurs about this, but I saw it, you know, front stage on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I sent you a message during the game when I, and this was well after, 
the moment because again, uh, maybe this makes me a bad teammate. I didn't listen to the game. Um, I, I told myself I had the weekend off. I was going to treat it as a weekend off. Um, and, but I, at one point Friday night, when I'm talking to some buddies, I get on Twitter, look at the high school scores just to see if there's anything crazy going on and to see how the Fort Wilson game is going. And I, you know, whoever was covering the game, I don't remember now, uh, for one of the papers was just like, Wilson fumbles again, uh, on their second drive as well. (laughs) And I I sent you a private message like, wow, surprise. (laughs) It's just, it's it's every time it's every time we go do a Wilson game and it, it's to the point now where I, I think, I don't know, man. I, I know you're talking about, you know, it's a freshman quarterback and whether he's to blame or not. No, it's bigger than him. I, it's bigger it, than him. I I'm actually, telling I'm you. I'm trying to divert the blame on him. It's, yeah. it's, it, it happened when Taylor was at quarterback this year. It happened before Taylor was the quarterback. When a different Pogorski was there. I mean, it's, yeah. it's happened every year I've been at the radio station, it seems like. Whenever Wilson Memorial's like, okay, this is the biggest game of our season how many fumbles should we give the other team? Like, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's part of the game plan that goes through. I, and again, this isn't a Ryan Bird thing. It's, it's a, hard to be dramatic if you don't have to, like, fight back, you know? You have to come back. <laughs> yeah, it's not a Coach Bird thing. It, it's a no. – it, it's a every I, – I don't know. It, it's a Fishersville thing, I guess. I don't know. And like, and like with TA or Riverheads, I mean, those are the cream of the crop kind of program. TA's been good for, you know, off and on good. Riverheads has been great. But this fourth game but was like, big because it's their playoffs. This is their playoffs, and we had talked about yeah. that. I guess the Stanton game is the exception, right? Like, that was a big game for them, and they didn't fumble a ton, and they survived that game. Um, but but we weren't there. So. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's I, true. Yeah, we weren't fault, there. But, like, I mean, it's like the pregame interview messes things up. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it was insane um, <sighs> to see that because I was just – it took – I mean, I, I couldn't help it. I just laughed. Like, when I saw that tweet, I was like – and my first thought, like, what is going on? Like uh, – I thought it was going to be a good game. I really did. I really did. I did too. I think I had four by one point because I thought it would yeah. come down to an extra point or a two-point conversion. I think I said four by three. Like, and, I, you know, like one score. And for Wilson to just, again, kind of shoot themselves in the foot, it's disappointing. Uh, it costs them a playoff spot. They're not going to make it. Um, There's, I think mathematically we cannot say it is impossible. There's no way it's going to happen. There's I was going to say, that's fine. I, I'll like say every it. single thing would have to go Wilson's way for them to get in. I'll say it. I, I told Buffalo list. Gap fans before this week, and the way things shook out this week, it's official. They ain't making it. Unless they find an upset somewhere, Buffalo Gap, toast. Wilson, yeah. toast. Yeah. I I honestly would give Gap a better chance right now just because there's too much traffic for Wilson. At least Gap, there's not much traffic. Like, if if one or two teams help them, like, Gap could back their way in. Wilson has to have One or teams. two teams. Like, Gap has to win a game. A team's going to have to help Gap by not showing up. That's how Gap wins another game. The, the Gap Gap's out. Gap and Wilson, to me, have the same amount of odds of making the playoffs, yeah. which is zero. Like, done. I guess the point I was trying to reinforce with Wilson is the traffic. Like, there's just, like, of of all these things of the world turning up on end, Wilson's is actually more daunting because there's, like, four teams in the way. One of them's named Brookville. Actually, Heritage has come down to visit them in the eighth spot. Uh, yeah. So, like, there's just too, way too much going on there for Wilson to, like, even though the math might say they have They don't. They don't. So, um... 
I will say for Wilson, I want to say something positive because we've just trashed him. Logan Pogorski is a freshman. Dalton Jarvis is a junior. Yes. Those two have a heck of a connection. There was 11 completed passes by Pogorski. Nine of them were to Dalton Jarvis. Uh, I don't think there was a drop. Like they really have a strong connection. As much credit as we give Fort and Miller and Armand Trout, these two kind of have a similar connection. So I think going into next year, that'll be something we talk a lot about. You got Kayvon Jones, who's a sophomore. You won't have Tab- uh, uh, Tabler or Monday anymore. They're both seniors. But there's there's stuff to work with at Wilson next year. And I think we will say positive things going into next year. But it's it, this big game mentality because it's a two-year cycle. The big games that were big games this year are going to be big games next year. You're going to have TA early next year. You're going to have Riverheads on the early side of the district schedule next year. Like you're going to want to do, you're going to have to, the coaching staff's going to have to approach those games in a way that's different than now, because whatever is in their mind, bad help mistakes that can be helped are happening. So we, you got to change the aura around that. So I'll give them a bright spot for the future, but the offense dropped way off this year. Uh, defense was better. If you can keep that up and you have some underclassmen involved in that defense, some of the names we were saying were underclassmen. There's a group of seniors, but you have ones that will return and hopefully they're, you're building something on defense there. And I know that's what coach bird, I think is more involved with. So I, I don't know. They're they're I'm not giving up on Wilson forever, but I'd like to see them perform well in a big game uh, before I give them too much credit in the next big game for Fort. I know you agree with all that. So I'm moving on for Fort you know, offense was moving. I I don't have like total game stats for yardage gained, but like all the stat lines are happy. You're three for three with your quarterback uh, for 52 yards, Um, ran the ball in for two touchdowns there. I think there was the first two touchdowns. Hebb had 152 yards. Um, Mason cup was getting solid, you know, carries uh, 24 yards. It's just what you want. So their offense did a really good job for Fort. You could say a lot of positive things, the negatives were self-inflicted wounds of these penalties. And, and I, that ended up being our biggest point after the game was like, what is up with these penalties? And it's not the, you know, effort plays. Like I think there was a targeting that got called. And I, you know, I think, I think they need to take the ability of for high school referee to call targeting out because they can't place the ball in the right spot. I don't know how they're going to call a targeting foul, but like, those aren't the penalties I'm talking about. I'm talking about the ability to just shut your mouth or not get in someone's face or tell somebody how great you are. Like that's got to stop. That's got to stop. And so this team that's rising up to the fourth spot in region two B this week, it's going to be hard for them to hold on to that. But it's, if you want to be playing like a top four team, you're going to need to not have all that foolishness going on because some other teams in this district and all the other teams in the region won't have as much foolishness. We saw Central. We watched them. They don't. They weren't carrying on. I know Clark County. I know traditionally. I guess they have a different coach than a couple of years ago. But that coach before them had a pretty staunch, by the book, you know, way about him from my memory. I I just think Fort can't let that get in the way. I, I think they're a lot better than they were, but they're not good enough to afford in a big game, fifteen yard penalties for foolishness. So. Yeah. I think this is a Buffalo Gap problem. Buffalo Gap has had this problem in the past. We're like, what are you doing, Gap? You're half decent, and then you're getting these penalties. Not this year, in past years. And there's yeah. always these penalties. Like, I don't want to see Fort fall into that. And I feel like the talk that I heard before the game, and then sure enough, there it was on display, I it surprised me. Yeah, I, I wasn't there, so I can't 
comment yeah. on that necessarily. Um, I, I know when we watched him play draft, I didn't see any personal fouls. Um, That's good. Uh, so we, we saw plenty this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, and some of that might be a rivalry thing. Like they just, Maybe. I, I don't think those two schools Maybe. get along. Um, it, it was my understanding. I'm talking to people uh, at work that uh, those two schools don't get along. So um, that I think, I think Fort, uh, what it, the information that was relayed to me was they very much enjoyed ending Fort's season at, a, at playoff hopes. Um, ending Wilson's season, yeah. Wilson's, yeah, what did I say? Yeah. I said Fort. You I mean, said the other way, but that's yeah, fine. Yeah, they very I, much enjoyed ending Wilson's playoff hopes. Um, yeah. But to your point, like, oh, okay, that's done. Rivalries, things, crazy things happen. It's it's not really so an excuse, sure but over. yeah, you can't you can't have it carry over. Um, and it, it's to me uh, again. I, I know you say it's going to be hard for him to hold on to fourth place, but I don't know. Oh, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, TA and Allegheny aren't going to lose like wins against teams with like five, six, seven wins and Fort defiance plays Stanton and Buffalo gap uh, left. So like, it, it's going to be tough. It, I, I'm just, it's going to be tough for them to hold on. To but aren't they still they getting points from Allegheny? Aren't they still getting points from Allegheny and TA every time they win? Like, I know it's not as many as if they had won the games, but they're still getting points, right? Yeah. It's just, it's a, a, there's no secure spot on fourth, I guess is my best way to say it. Like, you can't sit here three weeks out, three more game, three more game weeks to go, and they can't feel confident that they're just going to have that if they win out. Yeah, because and I understand Clark, Clark, County, Clark already right had their buy, right? Out. Yeah, Clark County had their buy. Clark's probably winning out, so they might jump and they might flip flop again next week with Possibly. Fort having a buy. Um, I, I yeah. get that. Um, but I think Allegheny having the season they've had, TA having the season yeah. that they've had, that's helped. Um, it has. Wilson being a class three team helps Fort. That's a win. Um, th- if they beat Stanton in a couple weeks, that's another class three win. That will help. They're not going to get the tons the of riders. There is what doesn't help them much, but yeah, yeah, they're not going to get the riders. But it's a win against a class three team versus. I don't think Clark County has played a class three team. I might be wrong about that. It basically um, adds a win, like the the bump from playing a class three team. It adds a win. Okay. Well, I mean, those add up. So I don't think Clark has any of those. Um, I'm, I might. No, be they wrong. don't. They're all two B. They're playing just bull run teams. So, but they're playing bull run teams with like five, four, and five wins. Like Strasburg and um, and we'll uh, see. I mean, I. Yeah, I don't know. My faith, my faith in Clark County. I I will say my faith in Clark County. It was shaken seeing what Central did to them. Yeah, let Strasburg go beat them, and then that four spot's gonna be a lot looking a lot better. Yeah, but even if Fort has to go on the road to play Clark, um, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's see what happens. Um, I I do think this is a team that absolutely has second round staying power uh, in, in the two B playoffs at this point, from what I've seen from them. Um, and, and honestly, like uh, the way their defense handled Stewart's draft, I know central's better than Stewart's draft. I don't want to get that twisted, but, um, central is fairly one dimensional and they don't, I mean, I think they have a passing game. They just refuse to use it. Um, so if that's going to be the case, we saw what Fort defiance does to a team that refuses to 
use their second option in Stewart's draft, I, I think they could very well give Central a dogfight. And, and if it's fourth quarter coming down to the wire, who knows how it shakes out? Um, I, I don't want Fort Defiance fans to to hear that and think I am penciling them into the region championship game. I'm I'm not, but I, I would say I. If at the beginning of the year you would have told me Fort Defiance has a shot at the 2B championship, I would have said, I guess Riverheads isn't playing football in November. <laughs> like, I, yeah, no, I agree. So, yeah. I, this is a very good season. I think Fort is in line for their best season since I've been down here, which has been since 2016. Um, so th- this is the best Fort team I have seen. I- I've been saying, I said at the beginning of the year, I- I'm tired of hearing the team is young. The team is young. Yeah. I-, I need to see the team s- take a step forward. I've seen that this year. They're going to lose some players, but they're bringing a lot back to next year too. And this is honestly a team that, uh, you know, we're always looking for who's the team that might be able to knock off Riverheads. Stanton is a candidate. I I have concerns about what they do lose from this year's team, especially on the defensive side of the ball um, to make me buy too much stock in that. But this is a four team that I I would say is, has, is a better candidate for that. I know Stanton played Riverheads closer. It was a two point game versus a 14 point game, Mm -hmm. but River Fort defiance battled them. It was, it was a battle. Yeah. And and I've seen Fort defiance get better as the season goes on. Stanton, I would say the defense has gotten better. I think as the season has gone on, but again, I, when you're graduating, some of the players they're graduating on defense. And I said this a couple weeks ago on, on the radio. Yes. We're talking about the number of weapons they are returning offensively, but I, I feel like I do say this as kind of a, and folks might view it as a wet blanket statement or whatever, but sometimes just returning people is not good news. Like yeah. if, you can return players or you can return talent. And it remains to be seen that what Stanton is returning for the offense is talent. They have talented I players on the offense. Jeff Rar is talented. I liked what I saw out of Macaulay a week ago. Uh, I think that might've been one of his better games. Uh, but know, what, what is going on? Like, why is the defense so elite? A lot of the same players play offense and, and it's not points there. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the difference is, but I, I've got to see. I, like, I will tell you in the game I watched him two weeks ago, there was too much going left and right, not enough north and south. Like too much east and west, not enough north and south. Uh, well, that seems an easy correction to make. And like one of the few passes I saw him attack downfield was what led to one of their scoring drives. So I thought they could do that more. So I, I just I'm wondering what what they need to give them that confidence to attack downfield more than east and west. Yeah, and so I guess at that point, like it becomes a easier fix that's an easy fix that's just calling different plays versus the solution is not in the building like that that's a harder conversation to have um but this defense that has given up what 12 10 points a game something like that there's a lot of players leaving a yeah. lot of good players and i i said this a couple weeks ago, I don't think we're going to see that kind of production from that defense again. So it's it's sad in a way because I think if this offense was 
just, you know, a touchdown better per game. I think we're talking oh, about a team. If they're a touchdown better, if they're a touchdown Ooh. better per game, this is a team that is it's, a lot more wins, a lot more wins. Oh. They're definitely a playoff team, and they're a team that yeah. uh, honestly, I wouldn't. I don't think there's a team in three C that would want to see them. Yeah, if they averaged a touchdown better, I think they're easily five and two. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Um, where did we go? <laughs> uh, we we've talked about it all. That's good. Uh, the what surprised me, I can't say anything locally surprised me. Uh, Allegheny, they've, I, I noticed, hey, they keep winning, hitting, they're six and one. They only lost to Radford, who is one of the state favorites uh, coming out of that end of the state, mm-hmm. or, and overall, the state, they're one of the state favorites in class two. Uh, they're six and one. Uh, they beat Glenver, who only had one loss coming in. So I, I think that game kind of set it off for me. I was like, okay, they beat Glenver, one loss team deep in the season. Um, good for them. That's just not, not at all what I saw coming out of that program. Uh, so great for them. Um, looking ahead, or uh, I guess we talked for a second. Uh, draft beat the crap out of Waynesboro. Not much to say, uh, except that Baylor Garber had five touchdowns. That's, I don't care who you're playing. You have five touchdowns. You had a good night. So good for him there. And he has good nights against harder teams. So uh, good for him. Uh-huh. And uh, Riverhead speed up on Gap. Riverhead's, uh, Gap Riverhead still seems a little sleepwalky since the big win against Christiansburg. The off, I'm, I'm giving credit to Stanton that they really handled Riverhead's offense. So Stanton's deed was good in that game. But then in this game, um, you saw Riverheads get, you know, up three or four touchdowns. I forget what it was, but then just kind of go into cruise control. They got a lot of subs in late, but even then before then, it just seemed like a couple turnovers. It kind of surprised me. That's, I guess they're leaving themselves room to peak at the right time, but that's something I would like to see cleaned up out of that team as, you know, we're all hoping for a run out of them and to a region final and central and all that stuff. You know, we talked a lot about that. Um, seeing that preciseness that we're used to seeing out of that program would be something I would comment on, but otherwise big win. And it just seemed like they messed around once they got up. Um, Looking forward to, uh, you know, with Waynesboro had the week off last week. So I think it helped some of the matchups, but Waynesboro's back in it this week. They go to, they host Wilson and uh, actually, I don't know where that game is, but they play Wilson gap plays Stanton at Stanton's homecoming. But the, you know, the big classic rivalry is the Riverhead Stewart's draft game. That's where radio be at. I'd be surprised, you know, this doesn't feel like one of those years where Stuart Straff's coming in with like a state contending team and they're ready to battle Riverheads. Um, but, you know, play the game and, and we'll find out. But yeah, based on uh, who Stuart Straff's played, what those results have been and, and doing the same with Riverheads, I just wouldn't expect this to be super close. But of all the teams in the area that know Riverheads, Stuart Straff knows, knows them better than all of them. They played them in more big games, so. We'll see if they come prepared. We'll be on the radio for that and see what we got. Yeah, I, I don't think there's going to be a competitive game on the schedule this week. Um, and that is not trying to be disrespectful to Stewart's draft, but again, I, I just think they're too one dimensional to beat Riverheads this year. I, I don't see the passing game enough from them to make me think that they're going to be able to use it as a legitimate weapon against Riverheads, which is what you I need. look forward to seeing them. I do. You've seen them a couple of times and I haven't seen them yet. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing them uh, just for, for not on video. That's the only way I've seen them so far. Um, all right. Uh, volleyball and stick around. Any of our listeners, uh, I have a, a couple, Joe talked about Fort being better this year. I'm holding on to a stat or two. 
until late. So stick around for that. Uh, volleyball, uh, speaking of Fort Defiance, they had a great week uh, winning there too against uh, the bottom of the bracket there. This week, they do take on Wilson and Riverhead, so the two people right below them in the standings. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I, I really look at Wilson this week and have the interesting week, especially understanding what region they're in. They play Fort Defiance at the beginning of the week. Um, so that's one of those two games there. The big the big thing there is can anybody get a set off Fort Defiance? I think this is the last week possible for that with them playing Wilson and Riverheads. But Wilson's second game this week is Spotswood, and that's a Region 3 team that's real good. They took them to five games last time. So I think, uh, you know, it, it could be a tough week for Wilson. It's tough opponents either way, but a win in that second game against Spotswood to kind of get revenge on the Trailblazers, that could be kind of meaningful for them as they look forward to a Region 3C tournament. Um, so interesting week for Wilson coming up. Yeah, it will be. And um, again, I, I you know, I think we talked about the log jam that is there for second and maybe Riverheads has separated themselves a little bit from that, but then it's a log jam for third. And those are all three C teams, which is what makes this race interesting there. Um, but it's going to be an exciting close. Uh, Waynesboro, they play draft again. Um, and that kind of puts them right back in it. Whereas, you know, Wilson plays Fort, uh, Oh, uh, for Wilson. And, uh, yeah, Riverheads does too, but, Riverheads out of these last four district games, the other three are pretty, pretty darn winnable. So I, I do think, like you said, I think Riverheads that win last week against Stanton was big. So it was kind of helped them finish second. Yep. That's an improvement. I mean, they're usually that third team battling Wilson for second and they split with Wilson this year, but they've, they've done a good job otherwise. Yep. Uh, and there's only two weeks left of, of volleyball. So keep that in mind. Um, the golf side, we didn't get to talk about Fort last week. Uh, they did on Tuesday play in the re in the state class two championship at the great Oaks, uh, country club. And they finished seventh and top finisher. There was Lee County down from Southwest Virginia. Uh, Isaac Marshall was Fort's top finisher. He tied for 21st with an 83, uh, the class two individual that won was Dylan Olinger from Bruton. Mm-hmm. He shot a one under. He was the only player in uh, in the negative numbers. So pretty good performance out of him. So uh, that wraps up the golf season. And that's where we saw, you know, Wilson just a week ago finished sixth in the class three. Uh, you know, Wilson Fort uh, Riverheads was involved there a little bit too. Had the good seasons in golf. Um, and, and I think. Riverheads is kind of the one building up to that. So something to look forward to there for Riverheads. Uh, we had their coach on last year, I know, and he kind of said as much, like he was expecting, you know, things to get better. Uh, but I, I definitely expect Wilson to kind of keep on tracking. They've been good for a long time, and, and it's good to see out of Fort Defiance too. It is, and I think the, the good news uh, for the golf program is that, you know, uh, man, it's it's exciting to see – Fort Defiance do as well as they did in that region tournament and now getting ready for a state championship run, um, you know, in the future, maybe. Um, yeah, that's see that what they can build on a region that's on your mind. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the good news there. And again, I think, you know, golf is such a tough sport, especially when you start looking at the team scores, because one one rough outing can really sink your hope at a a team championship, but it's something I, somebody kind of noticed with these team scores is the, some of the guys that was the top place finisher throughout the season for your team, uh, 
wasn't in the final or in the state final. So yeah. uh, I thought that was interesting. You know, some of the orders got a little adjusted. So learning lessons uh, from underclassmen, I'm sure, in, in some of those sure. cases. But I think solid programs getting built here. I think Wilson kind of ran away with it. What was it? Three, two, four years ago and three years ago. But then Fort was kind of in it last year. And now Riverhead's kind of joined that. And and I have optimism that they'll stay up there. And Gap's had their good times too. I don't think this year as much, but other years they have. So that'll be interesting to watch as we move forward. But that puts a bow on golf for the year. Uh, but let's go ahead and look at college football. And I at least want to talk about locals the way we normally do. Um, I know you have a question uh, that might gather the rest of the conversation. But looking at Virginia Tech, I, this was kind of the first week I'm coming out of a game where I was like, okay, like – it's not a great team that we beat, but that's two weeks in a row. We've done what we should have done should do if we're as good as I hope we are or think we can be. I know we're not good. I know we're not great, but we took care of business and we won 30 to 13. And when the game was kind of at a tighter moment, we, we weren't afraid to take it. And I, I liked that. Um, I, I don't know. What's your reaction from, I, I, I know it doesn't right. You know, this doesn't promise anything, but it's better than I felt after the Marshall game. Uh, yeah, I, I thought they played pretty solid against Wake Forest. I thought you have solid 30 13 win. I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, there was definitely a moment or two where I was like, what are we doing? Bad team. <laughs> um, but then they got, you know, they just took care of the ball and they did what they yeah. needed to do. And I think that's the, the best news is we didn't see a lot of goofy plays when we were on offense. Um, it- it, and the defense it's like we was can get six yards. It's yeah. like we can gain six yards when we need them. And I, we couldn't do that the first four weeks of the season. We won a game and we couldn't do that. So Which again, I, I think goes to our, goes to our point of like any discussion about the quarterback position needs to be over. Like it's drones, it's drones yeah. today. It's drones tomorrow. And Wells, if he feels like he needs to transfer can transfer like portal up, dude. Like I, there's just uh, there's just not uh, the kind of spark that drones brings to this offense when when he's in the game. And I don't think drones is, you know, going to win a Heisman trophy or anything, but he's a better option. And I think that's been proven at this point. It's three wins already. I definitely didn't think we were going to win three games this year uh, after the first three weeks of the season. So, uh, man. Who knows what happens? Syracuse has the potential to be a tough opponent, but if you go out and win that game, it's Thursday night in Blacksburg. You hope that that means something. Um, and if they win that game, then all of a sudden you're looking at a couple other games we that, have uh, that are potential games that wins. I can, I can come up with ways we can win any of the games left. Louisville was the game I was most worried about. Pitt, who we just beat last week, beat them this week. So, there's a roadmap for that. Um, game. And the other games, I no, think there's not. Like- no, Leland, let's be realistic. No. Why not? Pitt caught him because Louisville was overlooking him. That's not going to happen again. Louisville's going to have their head on straight. That Virginia Tech is not upsetting Louisville. We do need to be, like, I know upsets happen. Virginia Tech's not upsetting Louisville. Not. Like, so the team that we just beat pretty good last week who beat them, there's just no chance. I just at Pitt? Out. No, at Pitt? We're going to go to Louisville. We're going to go to Louisville and win yeah. that game. We're going to go to Louisville and win that game. Here's a fun fact. I mean, the Baltimore Orioles might not lose a game in the Here's playoffs, a fun fact. Here's a fun okay, fact. Virginia Tech but... has no road wins. Here's a fun fact. Virginia Tech has no road wins. 
They're not going to Louisville winning that game. (laughs) We're not good. We're not going on the road and winning that game against a top 25 team. Pull your head out of your rear end and think. Like, we're not that good. We beat Come a bad on, Wake Forest Joe. team. Let me have my hope. Let me have the same hope no. about my number one hope, team. That you we're dead. Hope. The Orioles aren't going to lose a playoff game. They're going to go straight through this damn thing. They're not going to do nothing wrong. Yeah, where they go. So, the Virginia Tech... I'm going to come up with a way they can do that. If they want to give up one That's fine. touchdown. You're going to come up with a way, and then they're going to kick the ball off, and either Louisville gets the ball, rams it down our throat and scores, or we get the ball, they take it from us, and then they ram it down our throat and score. We're not in the Louisville game. We will not be in the Louisville game. We will be blown (laughs) out. But every other game we have. Your hope hope is Drones doesn't get hurt because that Boston College game the following week is the game that maybe you could win. And the NC State game after that is the game you probably need to win. Yeah. All these games, are, I think, are, have become more interesting with the way we perform these last couple weeks. And the you know what? I'm we're talking about it. this. We're probably going to go get our face kicked in when we play Syracuse because that's kind of what we do. That's been our vibe these last few years. I'm hoping we're coming out of that vibe. Um, but the drones offense is kind of how I phrased it the rest of the weekend because it's like we have a whole different approach with drones. as quarterback. It's not just drones making these great plays. It's just like our approach to what we're calling. So like, even if drones has to sit out a play or so, I'd rather run the approach that we're doing with drones with somebody at quarterback than I would what we were doing with Wells. So like, I don't, as I'm, I'm appreciative of what drones is doing for us. I think it's our play calling so much different with him in there that I, we need to keep that up. And, and if it means Grant Wells doesn't fit that and that's what we do, you know, there is other quarterbacks in that room that apparently have a future for Virginia Tech. So I, I'd be open to that idea if, if we need to for multiple plays. Hopefully that doesn't case. Hopefully Drones is good to be in there and we're good. But uh, the hope factor that I wouldn't speak of after the Marshall game, uh, I, I'm burning it up a little bit. Like I'm hoping we can win a couple more games because the idea of a bowl game is off in the distance. I need, need to see another win before I'll buy into that it's in front of me. But uh, it, it gives me hope. Yeah. I, I, like I said, if they beat Syracuse, then yeah. three the Maybe last three games of the year are winnable, in yeah. my opinion, at Boston College, home against NC State, home against UVA, or on the road at UVA, which is basically a home game. Um, like those are <laughs> like winnable games. North. I hate when people call it Lane North, actually, because I think it's disrespectful to Lane. Lane's so much better. <laughs> it is. Um, we would never have that stupid grassy hill. Um, but <laughs> I hate hills. I hate hills. Missouri's got one. Who else got one? Clemson's got them. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, like uh, beat Syracuse first, and then I'll start entertaining yeah. bowl games. Because again, I think I'm in that same area. I like, want to win another game, and then I'll. You're talking I'll about Louisville, who just got their first loss of the season, and Virginia Tech's going to make it too. Like the wheels will have really fallen off the wagon at Louisville if they drop games to Pitt and Virginia Tech. It's happened before. Get somebody on the back of a motorcycle, get an intern back, you know, on the back of the motorcycle, whatever it takes. Um, UVA had the week off, so they did not lose. So that was good for them this week. Uh, They got UNC this week where they will lose. UNC is playing very solid football. It's on the CW at 630. Um, Tech's off this week. I'm not sure if we were clear about that. Uh, they play on Thursday night uh, in a week In and a, a couple half. weeks, yeah. Yeah. 
but then JMU, that's uh, the best team in the state of Virginia. Let's mm-hmm. talk about them for a minute. They're 6-0. and They're uh, right outside of the top 25 in both polls. They're sitting at the 26th spot. Um, they play Thursday night against Marshall. That thing got bumped to ESPN. So uh, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on JMU, and that's awesome. And uh, they really took care of business against Georgia Southern. A lot of those second-half uh, – dwindlings and you know issues of the defense particularly they were not there uh the quarterback who's needed to be challenged in the public eye apparently uh well he's he stepped up and played a great game so uh they're looking good and i guess i'm still not guaranteeing an undefeated season from them but uh they keep rolling and they keep finding ways to win and then this week absolutely slamming the door shut on that win so uh that's good but that's thursday night game will be fun i i like them against marshall um you know, and I, I know what that says about Virginia Tech since we lost to them. But uh, I like them against Marshall. I like the Thursday night. I like I like everything about it. So I'm looking forward to that game Thursday night. I will say, when you say you're not guaranteeing they go undefeated or anything, but you like them against Marshall, that really leaves only other one other opponent where you might worry a little bit. And that opponent is Georgia State. Like, don't they go on the road to like Coastal? A three and three Coastal team. Yeah, but don't they go on the road down there? Yeah, but McCall has almost as many picks as he does touchdowns. Like, that's not the same Coastal team. Well, if Virginia, if JMU can play like they did this last week, then I'll be more optimistic about that. I guess I'm just worried about the defensive backs, uh, you know, starting on ABC's hit drama series, The Lost, again. So Yeah, and I hear that, but I did, I mean, Coastal, not this past week, but the week before, did get trounced by Georgia Southern, a team that JMU just throttled yeah but I, I know that doesn't matter i know teams that get beat one week and they beat another it doesn't matter i mean we just heard that two two teams ago we just talked about that it doesn't matter pull your head out of your butt joe and, and i i have and what i'm saying is i've seen a team not lose <laughs> they're favored in every single one of the games remaining on their schedule unlike virginia tech hard, against man. louisville that's i guess that's what i'm trying to not like turn the pressure up and to make it sound like i'm just crazy uh, that, I mean, they can. it's darn possible it's there like, in which case common sense prevails um we all we all use common sense <laughs> rules not the real laws by the uh, by the book of the law we only use common uh, sense. oh when laws. you texted me that quote i was like that is a man that was who the has... exact quote on the television screen on espn2 after the game was we don't go by the laws we go by common sense and i was like Whoo! that's something to say from a guy that's had some some odd suspension choices for players who have committed terrible crimes. But okay. well, and then I just I'm not big on Signetti. It's just not. a guy who's never turned on the news if he thinks oh my what we anything is governed by common sense and not rules. Like he just doesn't watch the news ever. Yeah. I you know. I'm hoping that Old Dominion game got eight o'clock uh, start on uh, Saturday the twenty eighth. That's, so that's on a the nice U. spot for them too. Yeah, that's on the U. That'll be fine. Um, yeah, eight o'clock game, Saturday night game. That's fun. It is. Um, and the, again, like they're twenty sixth, just outside the top twenty five, um, undefeated. I, I would imagine a win on national TV against Marshall probably helps their case on getting in the top twenty five. They've yeah. already had a a win or two on national TV, um, but it's been in the day Saturday, like slammed in the middle of other big games going on. Uh, that's not JMU's fault there. That's the best possible 
avenue for them. But this Thursday night game is kind of all eyes will be on that. Well, but I guess there's an NFL game. But if you're a college football pollster, you'd hope they'd be watching college football, I guess. Um, no, it's absolutely. It's the showcase. It's the showcase for college football that existed. Anymore. Yeah. You know, so, Thursday night used to be on its own and better, but it, it's still good. And so, yeah, I think it'll take care. It's of a big, big game for JMU. Hopefully they go to Marshall. Hopefully they take care of business and improve to 7-0, 4-0 in the conference. I, I am not saying they're going to be allowed to play in the college football playoff. I would be shocked if the NCAA changes their mind. Um, they can be, they can be eligible. They're not gonna like, they're just not gonna, I mean, you know that they're not gonna put them in that thing. Um, this year, I would say it's going to be a really hard case this every year. They're not, yeah. gonna, they're not going to put somebody like that. What was it Cincinnati? You yelled at me. About? They're not going to put them in Leland. I think I got a head out of my butt on that one too. Like they're not going to, I mean, even if Jamie was just plain eligible, they're not putting in a Sunbelt team. They weren't going to put coastal in a couple years ago either. No, and it it takes a real travesty at the top for them to get for a team like that to get in with four teams, um, which is why I'm glad it's expanding and why I hope the G5 schools will will stick to their guns and say, no, we said top six conference champions and by God, we're getting the top six conference champions. Yeah, no, and I like Um, that. That's why that path exists, because it lets those top from the G5 get in there. And I think they the seat at table fine i am not against that yeah absolutely. I, I think that would be best um yep but yeah um we've talked about what surprised you i guess with louisville losing to Pitt. um it did surprise me <laughs> my surprised by money <laughs> it surprised my money too uh, it made the colorado <laughs> loss a little bit easier to swallow um I was surprised. Also, BYU. I thought I, I thought BYU was going to be in that game with TCU, and they never were. TCU was on like a backup quarterback, and nope. Yeah, BYU is hard to read. Like, yeah the the middle of the Big Twelve. Week, so. <laughs> as much as I like Oklahoma and Texas, the everybody else in the Big Twelve is real average. Kansas losing to Oklahoma State was a what. Yeah is going on here. Um, and it's weird to say I Kansas goes into a college football game and you're like, Oh, Kansas has this easy. And then they lose and you're like, Oh, what's going on here? Um, but yeah. Um, I will say I have very much enjoyed the Washington Oregon game. Uh, I very much enjoyed uh, seeing Notre Dame beat USC. Cause I had that as well. Um, that was part of the parlay I did win. Yeah, same. Um, but Washington winning was – it was just a great game. Like, that was, was. a Absolutely. very fun game to watch. Um, I I liked Oregon's coach after the game saying, maybe I should have kicked the field goal right before halftime. Because I was like, hey, we're learning. It was two, there was two different times you could, yeah, you could have done it. Yeah, there was yeah. two different times you could have done it. But the one before halftime I thought was the more egregious yeah. one because there was like, yes. you have one second left. What are you doing with it? And it he's was like, so brazen. we're going to go. And I was like, yeah, I, I texted you right before they uh, snapped yeah. it. I was like, I love this. Like, <laughs> I know you would. I, I also needed the over. So I was yeah. not at all for it. Put points on the board. I don't care what if you're still losing. What I get points on the board because that's where I was at the end of the game, because the way I could have won more money on the game, Washington kept me alive in something because I had a yeah. double bet. Uh, but the one I could have won more money on Oregon on one of those uh, bumps because of that big game. 
Uh, I had Oregon and I had the over. And so I took the underdog and the over. And I was rooting for Washington to score when they did at the end of the game because I needed the over. And then I was like, all right, Oregon, go down the field, you know, score or go to overtime, whoever. We're alive. And then they missed the kick. But it, it was a so much fun game to watch. And like, that's the kind of game where, like, even if I'm betting it and I could win more money on Oregon, when it's that good, I, I really actually don't like, I don't really get that upset. Nah. Like, if it, it was so much fun. That's what college football is all about. That's why I like Saturdays more than Sundays was games like that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Um, I really enjoyed watching those those two teams go at it. And then the Notre Dame-USC game. Like, I, I picked Notre Dame because I thought USC's defense would be a problem. Um, I did not pick Notre Dame because I thought Caleb Williams would have a pick-a-thon. Like, yeah, early in the game, it was just like every time, and I was somewhere where it was really, I mean, I was watching the game on my phone. It was not conducive to trying to watch a football game. Um, but... Every time I like looked away from the screen to have a conversation and look back at my phone, I was like, Notre Dame's got the ball again. What just happened? Um, yeah. And then later I would see a replay of yet another Caleb Williams interception. Um, and I, that is the reason I did not like USC to make it into the college football playoff was I figured they would stumble somewhere because their defense. And, and look, to be fair to USC's defense, when you give the other team, especially when that team is quarterbacked by Sam Hartman, a short field, it's really hard to stop them. Um, I do think Washington will be a problem for USC uh, without looking at their schedule. I'm not sure if they play Oregon or not. That would be another problem for USC. So I I really do like the odds of somebody not named USC representing the Pac-12 in the college football playoff. Well, they have that Pac-12 championship also, and they don't have the division, so it's going to be the two top-ranked ones. So we very easily could see the Washington-Oregon game again. Um, at that point, everybody in the Pac-12 will be cheering for the undefeated team uh, because you want them to be in the college football playoff. Uh, I watched a lot of that UNC-Miami game at night, too. Um, doesn't hurt my feelings to see Miami lose again. Um, UNC's offense, I, especially in the second half, I, I was pretty impressed with Oof. the confidence they were moving. It, USC schedule, I just took a peek at it. So it's Utah oh, yeah, this they got a lot coming. It's Utah this week, which I think, if Cam Rising's not playing, uh, they'll probably be okay. It is a really good defense from Utah, though. Um, but their last three games of the year, Washington, at Oregon, UCLA. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> um, also, uh, just plugging it, the Colorado State was my dog last week. They were losing like 21 nothing or something something bad early. I have forgotten my dog. I already forgot my dog again. Who was my dog? 17 nothing. It was bad. And I was just like, well, lost that one. And that was going to, that was my last parlay was riding with that. And I was like, oh, well, that's it. So I go to bed and Colorado State came back and won that game. So it, it won me some money. It won, got me uh, where you could have had a big comeback on me on the super dog on our picks. Uh, I held you off a little bit with that. So that was, that was handy. So I say I saw that coming. I, I didn't think I saw that coming. <laughs> what was going to have coming and went to sleep. And I was, it was the opposite of the Colorado game for you. I was happy when I woke up. Was TCU uh, my dog? Got Penn State. Go ahead. Was TCU my dog? Who last was, week? Yeah. No, uh, your dog last week was Iowa. Oh, I that's right. Dude, I, I am telling you. you. Uh, well, because last week I really didn't care. And that was the key. Maybe I should have done that again this yeah. week and just been like, I'm I glad don't know. you care again. Even, even if you're, uh, even if you're mean to me, I'm, I'm still glad you care more this week. Uh, this week, though, we got Penn State 
at Iowa or at, at Iowa at Ohio State, Penn State at Ohio State <laughs> at noon. That's a big Fox game, and then Utah at USC. That's I think the Fox night game. So uh, Fox is going to have a big Saturday. Uh, there's other good games out there, but uh, what are you? Uh, what's your dog this week? Gosh, I was struggling for a dog. Yeah. Um, yeah. I went with one that I think will just cover. I'm really hoping Riley Leonard plays. Um, because then I like maybe Duke to steal one, but if not Duke plus 14 to cover, I'm hoping that defense is good enough to do that. Um, but that's my pick. I similarly am picking uh, one that I just think will at least uh, cover and that's Stanford. Uh, I think they'll cover against UCLA and I might just be remembering what I saw last week against Colorado, but they're at home. I, I have them to be within 16. I think 16 has a lot. So I will say in a conference I, with no defense, I think 16 and a half is a lot. I asked you, uh, did it have to be four and a half? Because a game sitting at plus four, and I even checked it again before we started. Okay. What'd you have? I, I would have taken Miami if they were four and a half. Yeah. That's my super. I dog. can't decide what I think is going to happen in that game. I think Miami's getting pooped on by a lot of people because of how they lost the Georgia Tech game. And people are like, oh, see, they didn't beat UNC. UNC is legit good. So I. I them being in a 10-point game against UNC, I'm not sitting here going, oh, yep, Miami sucks. Like, And see, and that's me just wondering if they're spiraling, and that's what we I feel like we've seen more out of Miami, but I know it's different because Cristobal's only been there, what, two, three years now? Like, we, I think they get know, Clemson at home, to too. Like, I think Clemson is in yeah, Miami. So is Tech. I don't... But it's Miami. So my, you know, Clemson used to Clemson. I think Miami, Miami's now. I, that's kind of where my mindset is. That's not who I was going with my lock. I'm going with Missouri uh, minus seven and a half. South Carolina, South Carolina just doesn't seem to have much fight in them. I hate to say that, but that's that's where I'm landing this week. Uh, my lock is Iowa minus four against Minnesota. Minnesota sucks. They do suck. You know that Big Ten better than me. I think. Um, that's two straight weeks with Iowa. So you're taking Clemson as your lock? No, I'm taking Missouri. Oh, because you have two things written here, but none of them are Missouri. I have three games written. Oh, I was trying okay, to there was the other yeah. one. Yeah, I see it now. But when I turned them on where you could see them, I had choosing Missouri. Yeah, so. all right. Um, um, so let's talk about, uh, I guess, the rankings. You wanted to talk, like, talk six, top six. Uh, yeah, if we, were, if we were on the college football playoff committee, that, that was what I wanted to talk to you about because we're at the halfway point of the college football season. So yeah. I think this is a fair time to start this conversation. I I know they're waiting like one or two more weeks before they start doing it on ESPN officially. Um, but I think this is a fair point. If you were on the college football playoff committee, who would be your four teams in, but also starting at six and five like they do on the show, who would be your teams on the outside looking in? <sighs> The good um, thing is mm-hmm. it doesn't stop now. And that and it kind of yeah. woke me up to trying to put this together right now without having somebody already done it mm-hmm. and um, you know, using theirs and tearing them apart and putting them together. Like the reason I think we have so much playoff arguments and how many teams should be involved and stuff is that we start talking about this, like they start issuing these rankings in the middle of the season, and like you argue all these things. When Ohio State and Michigan don't play until the last week of the season, and Penn State hasn't played either one of them this season, they play them both. So, like, there's a lot to be played. But from what we've seen so far, I guess I have my four. I tried to kind of stay steady with a mindset, but then I realized I had to break it. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. But I, I do think the 
more teams in the playoff gets fueled by this when I think a lot of times we get to that last week and it's like one team you'd argue at, like the, there's that fifth team you're like oh they should be in like uh, it's just that's where we're at so um where do you want to start uh number six number six I would put uh Oklahoma right now I had Oklahoma higher than that okay um and I I have them in the four because mm-hmm. uh I like their win against Texas and I tried to use, I, I tried to use what has somebody already done to this point. Like if we're using the resume and this is probably, the Oh, that's a great point. Team. I should probably have them one spot higher because the team I have in like fifth, that, I probably should put in six for that reason. And this is probably the argument you were trying to have a couple weeks ago when yep. I didn't do it quite the way you wanted, but using the resume we've seen, but also acknowledging we're, we're going to see these other games. So like things are going to change, but like, I, I have Oklahoma already up in there, um, so we'll talk about – I'll say more about them in a second. I I have Michigan down here just because I haven't seen Ooh. them play those big games yet. Now, that – I don't grasp hold of what I just said completely because I'm going to break that here in a minute. Mm-hmm. But Michigan I have on the outside of the four, and I guess I have them in the six spot. Okay, that's interesting. See, I have Ohio State at five. That's who I was thinking about putting at six. Um, Michigan, Ohio State beat Notre Dame, and they were ninth at the time. And Notre yeah, Dame coming back with the win against like I, I give that win some value because they have already done that. But the good thing is they'll play each other. We're only going to get. One I can't of those get past. There, I, I can't get past how much Ohio State kind of has these weird, not playing very well games, and they still survive. Like the survive and advances, especially this early in the season, like you're saying. When I'm looking at body of work, that's why I have the other big 10 team ahead of them. Um, but uh, yeah, so I have, I have uh, Ohio state at five, but I could probably yeah flip flop. Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's where we're at right now. I got Florida state at fifth. I love their LSU win. Mm. I think a lot of Florida state. And honestly, when I start talking about these other teams, having games ahead of them to prove different, I am hesitant uh, on wh- how many opportunities Florida State's going to have, but I have them at fifth there, ready to jump in if someone wants to drop out. Well, they got Duke this week. They got UNC in the future, potentially. UNC is that bigger one. UNC is that bigger one for me. Um, at my at my fourth spot, this is where I have Florida State. Shit. Shit. Who'd you have at fifth? Ohio State. Okay, okay. I need to write yours down when you talk. <laughs> um, fourth, I have Florida State. Um, the LSU win, the Clemson win, although who knows what Clemson is. Um, they're going to have a game against UNC. They're going to have a game against Duke. Um, I, I think they probably survive both of those tests, although if UNC wins, man, that's where it gets weird for the ACC. Um my my other hang up with FSU was that back at that Boston College game where they they messed around. I didn't know that was a big mm-hmm. emotional game, but like I guess that weighed in my mind. That's I mean we're we're pulling hairs here I think between these six, but that's why I had them out. Sure, and you have them in. That's good. Who's your four? Uh, four is where I have Ohio State. Okay, so they're my top Big Ten team. Sure, Penn State can come in and crash this party with both them in Michigan. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't think they will, but they can. They have the opportunity. Number three is where I have Michigan. Um, they haven't played anybody, but they've kind of beaten them. Like they haven't played anybody. I haven't really seen Michigan in a tight game, so it's hard to drop them too far for me. 
I think uh, I had Georgia written here, but I almost want to move them up a spot. I know Georgia doesn't have that resume, but like they look pretty good every time I watch them. I know they've had the closer scores, but when I when I'm actually watching them, they they do look good. It's just then they give up more points than I expect or something like that. I guess I just have faith in them, and I know you shouldn't. The resume is not there, but. They won it last year. It's hard for me to have a top four without them included when they won it last year. Mm-hmm. And they, they seem good too when I watch them. So it I, I have them in there. I'll leave them at three right now. And but I probably I was debating between two and three. I think they've won the last two, haven't they? They have won the last two, haven't they? Yeah, there you go. I have Georgia at two. A strength coach. Yeah. I have George, <laughs> I have Georgia at two. Um Kind of like you said, I mean, if I'm going to factor in the past, then maybe I would have put them number one. But there's just too many games where I'm sitting there and I'm watching them and I'm like, you're going to win this game because you're Georgia, but why are you playing with your food? Yeah, they seem disinterested. <laughs> like, we're here. We're going to win. We're... I don't like that. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't love it either. I don't like it out of team. I think I talked about a high school team earlier that's kind of maybe doing a little bit of that right now. I don't like uh-huh. it. Who's your number two? Is that where you put Georgia? Oklahoma, because I like that Ooh. Texas win. That's why I'm up here. Yeah, Oklahoma's I like that good. Texas win. When it happened, I liked we're it. Good. And yeah. I think these both these top two teams have these close wins. I mean, they're close wins, but like, impresses me. They are. I think we have the same number one. Then we do Washington. I mean, that was a Huskies great win. resilient. I didn't think they had it in them. I I thought they would beat Oregon, but the way they've done it, Michael Penix, dude, love him. I think honestly, I a few Denver weeks ago, game day. Yeah, I did. Um, oh my god! <laughs> that I don't think he was saying Penix by the end. Um, oh my god! I think he was saying something because he knew he could get away with it. Um, oh. but he wasn't even sounding like Penix. <laughs> no, he wasn't saying Penix at the end. Um, I'll let the viewers at home figure or listeners at home figure out Ooh. what he was saying. Um, but. A few weeks ago, when he had his comeback against Colorado State, I said that felt like a Heisman moment for Shador Sanders. And since then, he's had some games where he hasn't looked very Heisman. I think that Oregon game for Michael Penix was his Heisman moment. Like that, especially if Oregon goes undefeated and gets in the college football playoff, it just seems like that, that win. Yeah, I said Washington, didn't I? No, he said Oregon. Oh, well, if Washington goes undefeated and gets in the college football playoff, then it it just felt I think I said his game against Oregon and then I said if they go undefeated and so I just Fine. I mixed my sentences, but um it just felt like when I was watching that game I was like this is the best player in the country. Yeah, I, he kept making big plays. And it felt like when him and Bo Nix were going back and forth, I was like the winner of this game has the inside track to the Heisman Trophy in my mind. Because I don't yeah. think... When you think of, like, Caleb Williams... And it, I know Caleb Williams hadn't played, but I had already... This is how confident I was in Notre Dame winning that game. I was like, Caleb Williams is going to lose today, so he's out. Like, <laughs> my buddies that I'm sitting next to goes, man, you really don't think USC is going to win at 8 o'clock, do you? And I was like, no. <laughs> I don't. I... I like for his sake, too, that, like, they have ranked games ahead of them. USC, Utah, and Oregon State all mm-hmm. in a row. 
um, which is a tough little stretch, but like also he has a chance to make more moments then. Like those are games that can set up those, those November moments do kind of stick a little harder most of the time. I'm not a big Heisman terror parter either though. Like whatever. <laughs> Look, by the time we get to it, I don't care. Um, all right. So yeah. I, it's it's hard to look at Texas, Oregon, and Bama. I know Bama's not everybody's favorite to bring up, but like those one loss teams, you know, they're still going to be sniffing around too, and they'll be sniffing around conference championship games um, as some of these other ones get one losses. Some of those names will come back in the mix. And UNC still has their shot. They have all the opportunities in the world, I guess. I suppose they do. All right. Um... NFL. I watched like zero NFL. I was on in another room in the distance. Um, but uh, seeing that both undefeateds went down, I thought that was surprising, especially in the same week, especially with the Jets being one and Cleveland being the other <laughs> to, to take care of this. Um, is it shocking? No, it's early enough. And it was shocking. I think that's what sometimes these big NFL, these good NFL teams, they're good. Those Both those teams are good. They're going to be there towards the end, if not the end. Um, they lose sometimes you, they lose and so it's, it's like they win the big games but they lose a game they shouldn't and that's the case I think for both of these I think you you don't tear these teams apart because of that now if they have another surprising loss like maybe you start reading more into it but at this point just close loss both of those were on the road okay like unexpected let's move on it's the NFL you can afford it get all the get it all these teams in the playoffs they can afford it yeah, they do. Um, I, I, there was one thing that I just, I was kind of scratching my head on, and I know Cleveland's on like their third string quarterback, which makes that even crazier that they were able to win that game. I'm not excusing the 49ers' loss or anything, but people being like, "Oh, see Brock Purdy, you take away Christian McCaffrey, you take away Debo Samuel, you take away Trent Williams, and all of a sudden he's not Whoa. that good." And I'm like, oh, "You take away three Pro Bowlers from an offense, yeah. and that has an effect." Wow. I, yeah, I you tell took, you what, you show me the offense. offense. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah. you show me the offense where they have three pro bowlers that aren't the quarterback, take them out, and that doesn't change yeah. how the offense runs. Yeah. I, I thought that was like, the dumbest talking point. That's And, you know, it comes from fans mostly, which, again, is like further proof that America is full of dumb people that talk out loud every single day and shouldn't be it's allowed to make important decisions that affect the rest <laughs> of our lives. But... Like that, when I heard that, I was like, those are people who just need to be locked in a basement, like, and don't give them access to the internet. Who anointed Brock Purdy like a top four quarterback? Yeah. Who was, who was like Brock Purdy for MVP? It's people, I'll tell you who it is. It's people, it is people who are just bitter that they don't have a better, that their team's not better. Yeah. Well, San Francisco is better than your team, whoever said they are. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I know they lose that game. But if Christian McCaffrey isn't out for the year, if Debo Samuel isn't out for the year, if Trent Williams isn't out for the year, I think that's still the best team in the league. And I don't think any of them are projected. I think they got banged up. Yeah, I I still think that's the best team in the league. I do too. And I think Philly has their arguments. I thought... uh, Philly's loss to me is more... That would be more concerning because the Jets are probably the better team that they lost, they lost to the better team, but Philly has looked again. That's another team that kind of like Georgia. I'm like, you're playing with your food a little bit. What's going on. They struggled against the Patriots. Now they've struggled against the jets. And it's like, "Mm." now I'm 
poking holes in how good you are. And I think that they have legit competition. Not that the uh, I, I I think the 49ers are better than they are. I think you can make a case that the Lions are better than they are. I, I like I like that argument. <laughs> I I think I don't think like the talk that Philly is like somehow going to just bulldoze their way to the Super Bowl again like that. Yeah, I I think put them in the Super Bowl is too far, but I think they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they're going to they're going to be in the playoffs. But this is I I wouldn't be surprised to see this be a one and done team in the playoffs. I I don't think much of them. I think Nick Sirianni. Each week, his offense is out there. They're going to win that division. They're going to have a home game. They'll win each week. Game. Each week, that offense is out there. Coaches are getting better and better at solving it. And I think he's going to get exposed as kind of a fraud. Well, I liked Detroit. Uh, and that was my what I saw coming this week because a lot of people started talking up Tampa Bay for some reason and Baker Mayfield second coming and all this. And they're leading the. It's like Detroit's just going to go down there and handle them. And they beat them. I mean, beat them 20 to six. I, I don't know if handled the right word, but I knew they were going to go down there and win the game. So I continue to be happy that Detroit's winning. Um, last year, I guess I talked about more than this year. Um, not that I thought I just came off because so many other people were saying it this year as, much, as well. Um, but I'm happy for them. I, I like that for Detroit. I, I don't know. Ever since watching that hard knocks, I like, I like to root for them when I can. So I will say you want to pencil the Eagles winning that division next week. They play the dolphins. They still have the Cowboys twice. They play the Chiefs, the Bills, and the 49ers. The Cowboys will lose to the Chargers tonight. So I don't... They're not losing to the Chargers right now. They're, they're winning by three. The I don't Chargers think they are going to lose to the Chargers. Is Brandon Staley going <laughs> to become a really good coach in the next 15 minutes? Because if not, they're screwed. Herbert, Herbert's going to do Oregon things. and Brandon Staley's his uh, coach. At the end of the day, Brandon Staley is the one making the decisions for that team. That's the problem. I don't for know. The do Chargers. you feel that much better about Dallas's coach? Uh, to be fair, no. But I think Brandon Staley. <laughs> I think Brandon Staley might be the worst coach in the league. So I. That's a guy that every time he makes play calls and decisions, I'm like, I think I would have done the exact opposite. So you already talked about the Dolphins playing the Eagles next week. That's Sunday night football. That is going to be, uh, I have a very busy weekend next weekend where I'll watch minimal football again, which is not my favorite, but uh, by Sunday night at eight, it's all going to be out of the way. I'm watching that game. Yeah. Uh, but I will be keeping tracks on the Lions Ravens game just because mm-hmm. uh, if another team I'm kind of pulling for can beat the Ravens, that'll be awesome. I mean, let's not be ignorant. <laughs> I, I, yeah, they, the Lions and Ravens is a game I'm worried about. Um, I asked you, I don't know if you did it. Okay. You did. I, I asked you a just for fun topic. If the NFL and their infinite wisdom did what college football does and only let four teams in their playoff. And, uh, we had this thing of like, oh, the NFC South sucks. They shouldn't have any playoff teams ever. So we're not going to allow them to be in. That's the freaking conference USA of college football. And then Leland's on here saying, I don't need to see Tampa Bay, a.k.a. San Jose State, play in the playoff. Um, Because we want to talk about teams that are going to win their division. And you don't like Baker Mayfield. Who's going to win that division not named Tampa Bay? I watched Desmond Ritter pound his head. I don't believe in in that division. I guess I don't believe in the Mountain West either. I I watched Desmond Ritter pound his head against a brick wall four times. And by the end of it, I said, I'm done with Desmond Ritter. I'm not a Falcons fan. Now, obviously, that tells you maybe there's an investment on them just being within <laughs> them being within three points of the commanders. And they 
Four separate times in the fourth quarter, I watched them have a moment to get within three points of the commanders, and they get down to the red zone, and it's just like, all of a sudden, we forget how to play football. And by the end of it, I sat there. To no one else in the room, I said, I'm done with Desmond Ritter. Tyrod had uh, in relief, or not relief, he was just in the backup role at uh, the Giants. He had some... He had a bad moment right before the half. Oh, uh, maybe cut that game off. Because <laughs> I, I got Although, for Tyler you know what? and I want him to do well. And I saw that and I was like, let's watch something else. You know what? That's kind of on Dayball, too. Why are we, what are we doing? It is, but uh, it is. I mean, or the offensive coordinator right there. Like, it is. Let's run a run but pass option. From a no, veteran backup quarterback. We're running a pass there, pass option. Running the football right there. I think he thought he had a timeout. You got to know. You got to know. We're going to run a pass pass option. Yeah, like, yeah, you got to pass it on this option. You got to pass it, <laughs> or you're running it, and if you don't score, we're gonna stab you with a long needle in your lung. Like, <laughs> just you remember what San Diego did? Do? <laughs> All right, so my college football playoff for the NFL. Yeah, uh, the two teams I left right outside mm-hmm. is Detroit and Buffalo. What? <laughs> what? Buffalo, I agree. Detroit. Oh, great day. Okay. Um, Buffalo I have on the outside. I have, um, oh, it's that, it's easy. We're going to laugh at Leland because he says things and then we're like, oh, I got to grind my teeth here and come up with a 16 here. I'm just mm-hmm. doing math to make sure I'm not leaving somebody out. Silence is golden. <laughs> like, it's not that he, like, okay, maybe it's somebody else, but Buffalo I like, burst out laughing. You know what? I'm. This is going to go to my point. I'm leaving Philly out. Philly sucks. Yeah, I have Philly in. So Philly sucks. They're trash. Good. They're a trash. So I don't franchise. know who you're pulling in. All right. So, basically, I have NFC, AFC in here, and I set it up as such. I have Miami mm-hmm. playing Kansas City, and I got Philly playing San Francisco. Okay. I've got I'm doing this one faster than the other because I don't have as much to break down here. Yeah. Um I if I'm doing it by seed, I would put ooh gosh, that could be the same. Um I I would put Miami as my four. That's where I have them. Okay. I would put Detroit as my four. Three. So we're swapping Detroit and Philadelphia. And KC is two. KC is two. I'm getting laughed at that hard. Did I say Miami was my four? Is all we did. Did we I say Miami was my four? My apologies. My apologies. I'm going to flip that. KC is my four. I'm putting Miami two, San Francisco one. Okay. I have Kansas City one, San Francisco two, Philly three, Miami four. I don't know. I'm not sure where I'm getting laughed at here. It's because I didn't do math. Okay. I guess I do deserve to be laughed at when you don't do math. Yeah. Gotcha. But also the lines are better than the Eagles. What are you doing? Okay. I, I love it. I hope they are. I look forward to them in the NFC championship. Honestly, you know who the Detroit who Lions. Does, who do the Lions have on Thanksgiving? You know who the Detroit who Lions remind me of? Lions have. Hit me. Who do, who do they remind you of? 
They remind me of the Baltimore Orioles. They're going to be the team that just absolutely dominates (laughs) this regular season, gets in the playoffs, and just poops themselves. Obviously, we're not going to excuse uh, depression mode podcast after Detroit loses because it's not the same. Uh, Well, no, because I don't actually care about the Lions, but that's... They got Green Bay on Thanksgiving. (laughs) Well... You don't have to watch the game, Green Bay fans. You could spend time with your family. I like I, I do both. I work it. I work it. I work Thanksgiving pretty well. I usually actually the Dallas game is the one I usually watch the least of. Um. All right. Um, wow, they got the Commanders. Dallas Commanders. I kind of like that. And that's happened enough times. I like. Yeah, I, I like when they do that. Good. Even when because that's usually an interesting game. Even when the records are lopsided. Usually, not always, but usually. Yeah, it's it's one of those division games. It's interesting. Both of them being division games is nice. What's the night game? <sighs> Who cares? <laughs> I always look at the holiday games, but then I forget. Like I like we always talk about the schedules. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I like this and that and that, and I watch the this weekend. And then by the time that week comes, I forget what it was there. Yeah. Here we go. Week twelve. Good radio. 49ers, Seahawks. Seattle and San Francisco. Uh, they were they were they were trying. Seattle's not terrible, but Geno Smith is quarterback. Those fans, those Seattle fans are gonna be loud on Thanksgiving night up there. For about five minutes. Yeah, it'll be a good pregame. And they then Brock Purdy, who apparently tailgating in Seattle. And then Brock Oof. Purdy, who apparently is the worst person to ever play quarterback in this league. It'll be the team effort. We'll take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, he'll have his Pro Bowlers back, so they'll look yeah. superhuman again, and they'll destroy the Seahawks. The Black Friday game. I don't need that. I know we haven't talked about. Well, that. Well, they thought uh, um, Aaron Rodgers. I don't need the there. Black Friday game. Period. It didn't matter what the matchup was. Yeah, I don't. I, I agree with that. I don't get in the afternoon even like if you've got to have one, go ahead and have another primetime game or whatever. Get, I, I don't see why the NFL has to punish college football. Like I hate, I, they, I just don't, I wish college football still had its prime moment on Thursday night. I wish we still had those Thursday night games that everybody mm-hmm. was tuning into. I wish we still had that. And this same thing. We don't need black Friday game. I agree. What else do you want? We don't about? need another national window on that weekend. What else you want to talk about this? Because on Monday night is Chicago, Minnesota. Man. Yeah, can we that's the All other right. thing, right? Can we make less primetime games? Because there's just not that many great NFL teams. And it's and the witching hour can be so much better. There are more teams. Yes. Than- if I have to watch Chicago play in primetime, look, I did get a kick out of a, a guy from Shepherd University playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears in the NFL this week. But and I was lighting up my uncle's phone with texts with him and my cousin because uh, my uncle went to Shepherd and in the preseason he was saying he's gonna play in a game and so when he came in I was like oh Chris your dad was right um, <laughs> but what uh, I don't want to see them play in prime time I don't want to see them play in prime time sorry know what he does D block time wow what do you got what are you watching. I watched The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. Is that like Usher Raymond, like dance music? And No, it's... Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's is, that, is that what this is? Definitely not. 
Um, Duvall is dancing. If if you're Super into Tom, doing the Super Bowl performance, is that what is it like pre pre game for that? It's not. Um, if you were into uh, the haunting of Hill House, uh oh, Bly Manor, Midnight Mass, uh oh. Uh, if you liked Midnight Club, I I don't know what to tell you because that one sucked. Um, but the other three I thought were good. This one is good. I like the Fall of the House of Usher. It's a story about um, you know a family and uh, the kids start dying off and um, like this family empire, which is you know basically a Purdue Pharma, um, just starts crumbling down. Um, and it's surrounded by and Edgar Allan Poe stories are woven into the story as well. Um, I, I thought it was done pretty well. It wasn't perfect, but um, I liked it. Mark Hamill is in it. Um, most of the care, most of the actors and actresses from other works that this director has done, uh, Mike Flanagan um, are in it. So I, I enjoyed the story. I thought it was great. Uh, it's eight episodes. Great for Halloween season. Hmm. So the fall of the Hell to Usher is also like an Ed- Edgar Allan Poe short story. So right, and, and there's related. like yeah. the cask of Amontillado, uh, the Raven, oh, Annabelle Lee. There's another one in there too. Um, they, they just weave them all in. So I, I thought they did a Mike Flanagan did a good job weaving those stories in. Some of it was forced, but otherwise I, I felt like overall I enjoyed it. I, I would probably watch it again. What I watched this last week that I found pretty entertaining, it was not an uplifting film, but Wind River with Jeremy Renner and Elizabeth Olsen. I started it because it's like Jeremy Renner and he's in enough action movies. I was like, oh, I'll just start this because like sometimes during lunch, I'll watch some kind of like a half hour, 45 minutes at a time. And about 10 minutes into it, I was like, oh, this is done pretty well. Uh, I might wait for Stephanie for this. So I paused it and we started it over uh, that night. Uh, but in that time I paused, I looked up who directed it. So it's Tyler Sheridan. It's the guy from Yellowstone that makes Yellowstone. And also one of my favorite movies is Hell or High Water. It's one of my favorite movies from oh, the last yeah. decade and uh, absolutely one of my favorites. And so I understood the feeling I was getting from that movie right there. Uh, so I'm glad we started it over. Um, it was a 2017 movie. Um, you know, it's him. It's You can feel the common themes from Tyler Sheridan stuff from what we get from Yellowstone. I think I just like Ty- Taylor Sheridan. Ty- I like him better in a movie format. I really like his movies. I thought this was very good. I still like Hell or High Water a whole lot more. Um, but there was a lot of good aspects to this movie on how it was made and made it interesting. And uh, I liked it. I, I recommend it to you, Joe. I think you'd like take it as a valuable watch like hey that was worth my time um not the greatest movie ever and and there's some things i picked apart uh after watching it but in the moment i really liked it um but again not not mr positive movie um but pretty good and and both of the performances there for the main characters was really good so hmm. that's interesting a lot of familiar faces from both hell or high water and yellowstone too so. yeah that's good um i haven't seen that yet um but maybe I'll give it's it a look. It's worth putting on. Like, if you're like, oh, I just watch something different here. Like, it's worth it. Yeah, right now I'm in spooky season. So, I'm watching horror movies and horror shows. Um, Disney Plus has, like, the Goosebumps thing. 
I didn't yeah, watch we it, watched Matt. the one. I think it was last year. I think they had a Goosebumps series, and I wasn't big on. I I read Goosebumps when I was a kid, like most. I kids think this did. is new this year. I I think that's. I don't know though. I to be honest, I don't know. Was the really there is new this year? Oh, I, okay. We dropped out last year, uh, and I don't. It's not. They're all individual stories, from what I understand. So like, continue not this or not, one. I don't know. And I this one they're huh? this one the season is the stories are together. Oh, okay. Well then, excuse me. I just assumed from the previews, it looked like it was disjointed a little bit. Uh, the ones last year were all individual things. It's just like, it relied too much on stereotypical, like school scenes and stuff. Like, I don't know, like we actually on a parental reason, cut it off. Like, you know, just some of that stereotype that we probably grew up with from eighties and nineties television that our kids don't need these days. I, so we, we stopped watching it. Hmm. yeah i don't know i didn't it's see just that like one being girls at school and bullying and stuff like that like it was just too much too many tropes i we got out of it yeah uh this one um they're kind of it's the it's this titles that you recognize from the goosebump series and each episode is one of those titles but then they're trying to tie them Tied all together, together. and mm-hmm. i don't know if i'm digging that um, I'll be honest. I'm trying to think of what the guy is in. Cause I don't know his name and I don't care to look it up. Um, but he was, <laughs> he was one of the people in dodgeball. Uh, he was in Jeepers Creepers. Um, and when I say one of the guys in dodgeball, he was the one that was Justin Long. Yeah. Okay. You know, you looked him up. No, um, I mean, I know who Justin Long is. He was in like Ed back in the day. He was on some new girl too. Oh yeah, he was, and he's like one of the main. He's like the main yeah. other guy that Vince Vaughn and and uh, and dodgeball. dodgeball. Yeah, because he falls yeah. in love with the um, the player from Globo Gym. Um, but right, he was in a Die Hard. He was in a Die Hard, a later Die Hard, the one where like they were doing. Uh, it was the same one that Raylan Gibbons was in. Uh, it was the one where like they're ruining the world with the internet they like messed up the the uh i this is nothing against him personally it's just it's really hard when i see he's in something like i and i like dodgeball like dodgeball is kind of an exception um it hasn't aged terribly well but when when um when i'm watching something and i see he's in it it does take a moment where I have to like tell myself like it's okay. Like maybe this isn't that bad. I uh-huh. it's just something oh. like when he's in stuff, I'm just like I'm not going to like this. And it's because I don't really like I don't I have no reason to feel this way, but whenever I see him, I'm like I'm already not going to like your character. I can tell. Yeah, he's always plays like he's like a little bit off or a little nerdy. Michael Sarah, that's another dude. Michael Sarah, yeah, if he's, he's in, in something same vein, yeah. I'm like I'm not going to like your character. And I don't even know if I'm going to like this movie. Did you ever watch Juno? Yep. I like that movie. I didn't because he was in it. Yeah. I liked Ellen Page a lot in that. Yeah. I, I just, I, again, like if, if I see Michael Sarah in something, I'm like, mm. hmm. like into the world. Oh, that has another guy I don't like. And he's like Jason Long. Um, but he voices into the world. End of the world. The one with Seth Rogen and oh, 
I might be oh, getting the title wrong. About you. We already talked about him once. He was in yeah. Unaccepted or uh, uh, Undeclared. Uh, I yeah. know what you're talking about. He was like where he had the girlfriend that was way out of his league. Out of out of my league, I think. Was I think he's thing. in that too. Yeah. He's yeah. – uh, uh, but they're the same. Those guys shouldn't be main characters. I think that's the biggest that's issue. That's very true. I think a lot true. of movies that like, probably drew you to hate them is like the movies they're main characters in. I think yeah. when they're on side – But side Michael Sarah plays a minor character in that in the – in the sense that like Rihanna slaps him in the face and then he falls down a giant uh, hole that is opened up in the earth in that scene. And I, I was like, you know what, Rihanna, you have some good songs. Now I'm going to go like download some more songs to support you because I really appreciate you (laughs) killing Michael Sarah in this movie. This is the end is the name of that. movie. This is the end. Yeah. That's me being old. Jay. That's his name. Yeah. I don't know the guys individual. I don't know these guys personally. They're probably nice people but every time i see them in a movie it's just the characters they play i'm just like i'm not gonna like you i can already tell i guess like in that group of people from that movie like the danny mcbride he like he, oh like, he carries i it. like him in some stuff but like i feel like they overplay their hand with him way too often like uh, I, I think know. leave it leave it in the world where he is eastbound and down and that instead of throwing him into these other did things, you ever like, watch vice uh, principles I watched a couple episodes. I lost my access at that time and then never came back to it. I don't, I like Danny McBride. I would like him in that. And plus, uh, boy, Walter, is in that, so Walter like, Goggins like is in too. that. Walter Goggins is great. When they throw Danny McBride in these other movies, because there's another Seth Rogen, they throw him in. And it's just like, I think they overplay his pineapple express better in those other roles. Yeah. I, I do think Jonah Hill guy in the Seth Rogen movies either. So yeah. Um, Vice Principles, Eastbound and Down, like yeah, Eastbound and Down's classic. He's I, I would say of the Danny McBride vehicles that have been released on HBO Max recently, like those are good. I like those. Righteous I Gemstones right. is probably the one that yeah. I I really enjoyed Righteous Gemstones, but I'd say that that one is probably weaker than Eastbound and Down and Vice Principles, in my opinion. Vice Principles I, is comedy gold. I that show. I'd much rather they keep Danny McBride in that area than they do bringing him out. I'm telling you, if if you need access, you need to watch that again. Like, or I guess for the first time, because that I I'm telling you, Leland, I cry laughing watching that show. There are some moments that are just so freaking good. Yeah. Uh where'd we get? Uh, you were talking. About, wow, that was a long way from Wind River, I guess. But um, oh, is that where we started? Hit that. <laughs> I'll check it out. No, not that movie. Do this. Do do this. what you have highlighted. Yes, it's a new era at the Deck Domicile. Uh, Comcast is out. Lumos is in. Oh, um, so we are on Lumos Internet for this. Um, Ooh, we've had consistent Internet tonight, right? Look at us. So that's a good first test for Lumos. Um, yeah, I there was a whole back and forth between Comcast on uh, what was, you know, what should have been done on being charged for stuff I haven't had. Um, so when I return the remaining equipment, I guess he's taking a picture and sending it to Comcast um, <laughs> to say this is no longer my problem. This is a you problem. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, happy to be done with Comcast. It's a great day to be done with Comcast. And, uh, Hey, I've been Comcast free since I moved to this house and I've been loving every minute of it. 
Yeah. I mean, we got Lumos. We got fiber optic internet. It's a great day. Super pumped about it. You're on the Lumos. I'm on the Lingo. Lingos. And so. Uh, Lumos and Lingos. There you go. But both are good. All right. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm happy you've joined the rest of us. Um, as long as it runs that YouTube TV, then we're good, right? Um, I saved my fun fact about Fort Defiance. I, I bit my tongue earlier because I didn't want to step on it. Fort Defiance with five wins right now. They have a chance with two more games remaining and definitely games that you can picture them winning. Uh, they could get six wins with one more win. That would be the most they've had since 2011. With seven wins, that'd be the most since 2012. And those are the only two seasons that Dan Rolfe has coached Fort to the playoffs. So it's a fun time for Fort Defiance. And I guess the reason I saved it to the end was because I just kind of want to say – I, I love it for him. He's come on the podcast multiple times, I think twice on the fly. Just, hey, you want to come on the podcast tonight or, you know, after the game? And, like, he's come on and he's been great. And so um, I'm happy for him uh, because it three games into the season, I just didn't know if it was working for them anymore. I thought better of them than what they were doing three games a season. Come to find out. Between those first three games, there's only two losses between all those teams. Um, Allegheny's had a great run. Riverheads only has the one loss. TA's undefeated. All are very excusable, understandable, not embarrassing in all losses. And then they've kicked butt since. And so I'm I'm happy for them. Um, a lot of the points you made earlier are very relevant. Of They've been young for so long, it's time for them to be old. And they're old now. So I do like them. And I agree with your statement of even looking into next year and having optimism. I I think I think they have time to make noise this year and then see what happens next year. So um, just kind of wanted to say that to kind of wrap up the podcast of here's a local team that's doing something they haven't done in more than a decade. And even though this sport seems to be cyclical and teams have their different opportunities, like we've seen Gap generally be pretty good, but had their times arise and they're the only other team that won a state championship in the area. You've seen Wilson go to a state championship game. You've seen Stanton go to a state championship game. You've seen Draft go to two state championship games. Are we in a mix here where we might see Fort try to take a shot at that kind of level? And uh, I like that we're even talking about it. Like maybe they don't, maybe they do, maybe they don't. I like that it's even a discussion to have right now. And a six, seven win season is that step in the right direction. Um, and, And let's not limit them. Like, you know, maybe it'll even be better than that. So We'll see what we get. That's why I'm anxious for these playoffs to get here because they're going to be in it. And I hope to see a matchup that uh, I remain positive about. But I think the way it's looking, I think I'll be pretty positive about their playoff matchup, whoever it is in that range. Yeah, I I agree. They're having a great season. Would love to see them continue to rack up the wins and get as favorable of a playoff matchup as possible and uh, maybe even turn some heads when once they get in there. I, I do think that first round matchup, the way it looks now, I'd say there's two teams that they potentially get and I would like them against either one. Um, so I, I would hope they would make some noise in the playoffs and in the sense they get to the second round. But um, like I said earlier, I, I don't think I, I wouldn't go into a, if Fort Defiance were to play central in the second round, I wouldn't sit there and say no chance. Um, no one's, no one's head would need to be removed from rear ends if they said something like that. Right. Um, and people, people have listened to this podcast long enough. No, I don't say that lightly. Like there's been plenty of times where I have said this team will get sacrificed and congratulations. 
Riverhead. You say it about local teams. You, you're yeah. Great to say it about local teams. I'll okay. say it about local teams. I'll say when they get ready to play Riverheads <laughs> in the past. I've said thank you for your sacrifice. Riverheads appreciates it on their path to another <laughs> state championship. Like your blood will fuel their state championship run. Like that. Um. So I, and I'll say that right now. And Riverheads is my team. I, I claim them, and here in the D block, I am quick to say it because this is where I say my Fort group. Defiance would give I, them a game. I wouldn't want a rematch with Fort Defiance. Like I'm not eager for something like I that. I think that's happen. a game. Like I think I think anybody in 2B It was a game last time. I think anybody in 2B Fort Defiance can give a game to, which is great news because again, I think yeah. 3 games into the season we were looking at each other going and and I kind of, you know, from a frustrated standpoint, um there are times where obviously, you know, I'm I'm less positive uh, than other what? times. Um, yeah, I would really? never say I'm negative. I mean, that's not me. But um, there there are times where I'm less positive. And some of that is out of frustration. And I think three games into the season was one of those moments where I was, like, looking around. And I was like, this team is what they are. Like, I'm done hearing about how young they are and, you know, oh, well, we got growth. I'm like, nah, you are what you are. And it's not very good. But as the season has come well, on, they they've proven good. me wrong, and that's great. I'm happy that they've proven me wrong. I'm happy that they're looking great. Um, Aren't you glad you gave them that motivation to be good? That's yeah, cool. that it was all because they were listening <laughs> to this podcast, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, I'm happy that they're winning and they have a chance to potentially win seven games th- in the regular season uh, and hopefully win more in the playoffs. So best of luck to Fort. Um, but that will do it for us on the Yank Sports Podcast. You can listen to uh, Leland take cues from the Dwight Schrute uh, public speaking course where he slams his hands on the desk uh every week and uh you get more of that you also get the insightful coverage of high school sports that we got (laughs) from him in the a block as well uh he's really good at that and uh as i rib him and tell him to take his head out of his rear end on other stuff he really does do a great job uh getting together most of these notes for us on this podcast and uh, i do appreciate that So while I'm poking him and making fun of him, I do want him and the listeners to know Leland does a lot of hard work getting this local information aggregated. He goes scours all over uh, the little local coverage that we do get in this area. And as well as we love what we get, we love Twitter. Yes. We love what we get. We wish we had more. Um, We can't control the people higher up the ladders that, Make those decisions. Right. And we're not blaming anybody that we have on this nope. podcast. We don't want that. Right. I don't want that to be the message that is given. Um, but uh, we we do talk high school sports. We'll talk more about Virginia Tech, UVA, JMU, as well as the college football seasons continue to unfold. It's almost college basketball season. Those top 25s came out this week as well. I think they came out today, actually. Um lots of interesting stuff to look at there in the future but again this is the yak sports podcast if if you're a fan of local sports make sure you're listening and subscribing yac sports podcast tell your friends and subscribe on apple podcast google podcast spotify podbean never miss another episode comment on twitter Facebook or email us yaksportspod at gmail.com. What do you think about the local teams? What is their realistic expectations? And what do you think about college football? Who are your four playoff teams in? You can give us your top two out if you want as well. Uh, and tell us, tell me, am I wrong about the Eagles? Are the Eagles going to go to the Super Bowl? John Leonard will say yes. 
Uh, John Leonard's Phillies look to be doing okay too, which is um... early tonight. They tried the approach of scoring runs every single inning. I wonder if that's a lesson the Orioles could learn. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll be honest. I haven't watched an inning of the MLB playoffs since the Orioles got eliminated. I didn't imagine. That's why I didn't put on the list. I was giving you one more week. I was going to I'm not at you about the Orioles. I don't know if I'm going to watch it. We'll talk more. I don't know if I'm going to watch it this week. I'll be honest. Like, seeing the Phillies win, and this is this is going to be bad. I don't want – I want John to hear this part first before I go into – I want John on here next week, so be really careful what you say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I want John on good or bad. John is week. the exception to the rule with Philadelphia fans. They are, and John is not included in what I'm about to say, they are some of the most vile people when it comes to sports. <laughs> and I hate that they get any happiness. Um, They're still better than people from Cleveland. I don't know any, I don't know one Diamondbacks fan. So the fact that the Diamondbacks could be in the World Series, I'm like, yeah, sure. I don't know a Diamondbacks hey. fan. Hey, if they're in the World Series, we'll see some Diamondback hats walking around town. That's like, fine. Then I fun. get to see the yeah. Diamondbacks fans. They get to out themselves, I guess. Um, no, they'll be they'll order brand new hats because well, they'll not have existed before. Whatever, that's fine. Um, Is it Astros Rangers? I don't know any Astros or Rangers fans, so whatever. I have an Astros buddy. Yeah, I got a buddy. He hit against uh, Verlander when he was in high school. Uh, so it's cool that Verlander has come back has come back in his life that way. But he's been a Astros fan from the beginning. So. Okay, well that's cool. I guess I don't know. Um, it, they don't look good right now. They're working out trouble. for them lately. Yeah, they're in trouble. Um, they're down two out of the Rangers. Um, yes, who I said the Orioles will never lose a playoff game. Maybe the Rangers will never lose a playoff game. Um, I was I'm wondering about the Phillies. Wouldn't that be crazy? At some point, two teams two, get, lose. <laughs> two teams never lose a playoff game. Um, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that unfolds, uh, as the world series gets closer. We will talk about it. We're um, talking baseball next week. I, I was being polite. This that's week. fine. I, I would have talked about it. I, I haven't watched it. I can't promise that I I'll watch any of it. it. That's why I, I, it's like going to be, it's, it's spooky season. Cause you hadn't watched crap because all you watched was the Orioles. So it's spooky season. Uh, I'll be watching everything that can distract me from the world series because I'm just going to take major league baseball's approach that they want me to take. Uh, if they, they disrespect me as a fan all the time. So I'm going to disrespect them. My team's out. You're dead to me. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to ask you a question. Have the Steelers ever played a London game? The Steelers. I don't remember them. No. Okay. Well then one that's bull Two. There's plenty of teams that haven't. Has Green Bay ever? I think they have. Has Dallas? Man, I would think so, but maybe not. I, I think teams there's plenty of teams that, that haven't played in London. Of the 32 NFL teams, only teams. the Green Bay Packers have not traveled to London. I don't remember when the Steelers went. And the Packers really? the first one I said... Huh? I I mean I look obviously it's happened. I'm I'm like you. I am scratching my head to remember when the Pittsburgh Steelers played in London. Uh 2013 against the Vikings. How about that? And we lost 
34-27. And that game was technically in Northern Ireland. So it wasn't in London, I'm learning, but whatever. It's still, that would have counted for what I was trying to complain about, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I, I hate watching teams, watching that game. And I hate when my team is in it more than anything, because I'm just like, now I've got to pay attention to this at 930 in the morning. And I'm just not there on Sunday. On weeks that like this past Sunday, where I knew I was going to watch minimal football, I watched more of the Ravens game than any of the other games, because it just because of, I was actually at home during that time. I don't know. I, I'm not as against it, but again, I would rather those games be thrown into the witching hour. So I would too. I think it makes the witching hour better. Give me more of options, more availability for teams to have last minute finishes in the witching hour. I'll take them all. We got a Germany game coming up too. I think the next two are in Germany, aren't they? I don't like they have started ones not at 9:30 in the morning. Dolphins I know they're trying. Chiefs is in Germany. Say it again. Whoops. What? That is a mistake. That's what too is? good of a game. Dolphins Chiefs. What time does it start? I don't know, German time. Okay, but that's was where I was going my point. They've started games at one o'clock from London. I don't get why, like if we're playing this many over there, like I don't why it seems like I know they're trying to highlight, hey, this game is on a different at a different place and it might bring in more eyeballs at a separate time to like and, and like highlight that. But like once you do it three or four weeks in a row, you're not getting that anymore. Like that's not fun. So I, I don't get that. What game? I, I've never heard you. I was talking over you. Dolphins Chiefs. He Leland clicked himself out. Now he's back. I'm back. I, I tried to click the schedule. You clicked out. It's Dolphins Chiefs. Oh, really? Wow. Dolphins Chiefs in Germany. Hmm. Why did they do that? That was a good game before the season started. Why did the NFL do that? That's a game that should be Monday night, not German night. Well, I don't get why they can't play them later in the day. I don't get why they all, there's not a, like a novelty when they're playing them at nine 30 anymore. So like they can play them at normal time. Like London time is what they play it at nine 30 and it's middle of the afternoon there. So just play it at one or even like, I don't know. If I don't hear Dunk Shane from every German, I know. That's way too good of a game. That's offensive. Anyway, you'll get those opinions on the Exports podcast in the future as well. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss another episode. That is the long wrap up to this Yak Sports podcast. We hope you enjoyed it, folks, and have a great rest of your week. You've been listening to Yak Sports, your Augusta County sports podcast.